All right, welcome back inside our proactive newsroom. And joining me now is Scott Francis. He is the CTO of Trust Stamp. And Scott, it's good to see you again. How are you? Nice to see you again, Steve. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thanks. And uh, I thought it'd be a great opportunity to get you on uh, to talk about something I've been reading about in the news recently. And that's uh, as far as this new Trojan that is sort of appearing on on our, our, our iOS devices and whether it's Apple or whether it's um, you know the Androids as well. Uh, maybe let's start there. Tell me a bit about what this Trojan is and, and just what kind of damage it can do. Sure, it's a great question. So there's a, 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 an organization called Group IB that has done a significant amount of research into this, and they published kind of their findings. Now, normally we've seen these Trojan on Android-based systems, and what kind of got everyone perked up was, was wait, this is on an iOS device? Usually these are considered to be very locked down, very gold standard, very secure. And so that really caused a lot of, of waves. And what, what really, what this Trojan does is it kind of, it gets in on the system, it tries to harvest data that's on your phone. It takes that data, it sends it to cloud storage that these criminals have, and then they try to use this data in order to use deep fake and generative technology to recreate kind of, or create new biometric data of you, but using face swap technology to then try to access your bank accounts and your systems at a later date. Hmm. So let's talk about biometrics because at the time people, you know, were saying that the importance of biometrics and we all, you know, our Apple phones, we look at the phone and hey, look, we're, we can get into our phone, no problem with that. But it, it really has to be, you know, their security is one thing, but the second layer, I think is something that that people need to sort of, sort of understand about the protection of our identity and the protection of our data. Absolutely. And again, we started off very much, you know, seven odd years ago as a vanilla facial biometric company. And we got really started getting scared about the data we ourselves were collecting. You know, as good stewards of our customers, what happens if that biometric data were to get lost or stolen? A username, password, you can change those things, but you can't change your face. You can't change your fingerprints. So this biometric data actually has a lot more potential risk associated with it if it were ever to be lost or stolen. So kind of what we started doing was coming up with technologies that could retain the utility of the biometrics, but no longer have to keep the biometrics themselves around. So we, we created what we call our, our IT2 process, which is a one-way transformation tokenization of the biometrics. These tokens themselves don't have any biometric data in them anymore but we can use these for certain matching and certain authentication. So we kind of de-weaponize, if you will, the biometrics. And one of the things that we're starting to really wanting to people to think about is the notion on the various you know, customers that they do with the systems they use, really understanding what is done with those biometrics that they are giving. Are the people being good stewards? Are they using proper data protection? Are they using technologies much like ours of tokenization because you always have to think of what happens in that worst case situa situation. Uh, Scott, as an expert in, in this particular field, I, I, I ask you this question, should people do their due diligence and when they're looking at, at potentially putting something else on their phone? I mean, how important is it for the consumer to take some of that onto themselves and make sure they're, they're going to a company that, as you mentioned, uh, is doing the right thing, doing their due diligence, making sure that, that they're trying to do things the right way? Right. Ultimately, again, because it's your persona, I think you have to do your own due diligence, right? Yeah. 
you know, it's for many of the large corporations, right? The Googles, the Microsofts, the Amazons, we trust, we have a certain level of trust that we have with sure. them. Um, the problem that you're running into is a lot of these criminals are creating also, though, things that look like they're coming from that company. Mm. And so we really, one of the things also that you really need to really take into consideration is the notion of when it asks you, these are the permissions I'm giving up when I install an application. It's important to actually look what those things are. Do they make sense, right? Do If I'm putting on a game, or something, does it really need to know my location? Does it really need to access into my photos? Why would a, a simple game need access to my photos? These types of permissions are things that we should absolutely be stalwart in and be taking careful look at the things that we just, instead of just saying accept all, you can actually say, nope, I don't. And more times than not, the application still works. It just doesn't have access into those features. Yeah. Scott, is it a it's it's a great time for technology, uh, but it's also one of those scary times for technology. Um, I, I guess the message here is is that to people is that just if it sounds too good to be true, more than likely it is. Yeah, one thing too when we think about privacy or security, um, kind of the the best security is 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 a layered approach. Yeah, and so there's what we always say is is a combination of what you have who you are and what you know. So what you have is very much of the phone or the device itself, right? So you have things such as when you do your your, your face unlock on, on your, that you're using the phone, that phone is authenticated at that device. The what you are is your biometrics. And then the what you know could be a pin, a password, it could be lots of these things. If we take all three of these things together, it provides the best blanket of security. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Scott, where can people find more information about uh, what the stuff Trust Stamp is providing as well? Where should people go? Absolutely. Please go to truststamp.ai. You can learn about our tokenization. We just recently launched a new system, which is called our Stable IT2. This is actually a cryptographic system that utilizes all three of these aspects that I talked about, what you have, what you know, who you are. And in this case, we're not even creating tokens. This is a cryptographic system. No data, uh, biometric data or any important data is actually stored on the device at this mm -hmm. point. It's it's a revolutionary technology. We're really excited about it. And please, if you have questions, go to our website. We'd be more than happy to answer questions that your viewers may have. All right. I'm sure we're going to get lots of those. Scott, thank you so much. Great to catch up with you again. And appreciate really appreciate the uh, thoughts. All right. There's Scott Francis, the CTO of Trust Stamp.